0: Hi, welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gates Daily Podcast. I'm Carl Nicholson, and for today's today's podcast, I'd like to talk about a story that happened to me back in 2002 um, that I think would be very valuable for you. Um, it was very valuable to me at the time, but it was even more valuable to me as time went on. And this was a time when I was living in um, Mexico. <clears throat> I worked with a group of missionaries down there. I've talked about it a little bit. Um, the main missionary just like to say thanks to an honor was, uh, is David Hogan and, uh, had a situation at his house one day, um, that just really is kind of a timeless event that was very unseemingly at the time. So I just gotten out of language training and me and, uh, Two other missionaries were brand new down there, and uh, just trying to figure it out. One of them had a little two-wheel drive car. I don't remember what kind it was. A little bitty two-wheel drive, just like a Honda Civic type car. And I didn't even have a car because we just we couldn't afford one. We both went to went to Mexico to be missionaries on uh, I hate to call it irresponsible faith. I just call it really immature faith because. We went with great desire. I went with great desire to to do great things and with believing that God can do anything. And I still do. But I didn't take some of the steps that would be responsible in sorting it out. And um, I had to learn kind of the hard way about that. And anyways, this situation that happened was one of those days where this was described to me in the situation that I found myself. And if I just had, had ears to listen at the time, Could have made made such an impact. I'd just like to say about David Hogan for those who may or may not know him, uh, he's the mightiest man of God I've ever been around. I've never been around another person who loves God so much, and that the realms of heaven open up around this person um, in visible and audible manifestation of heaven. Uh, simply amazing and scary the power that uh this man's walked in a long time and a lot of people don't like him honestly or because he, he was you know he can come across as hard to get along with and uh some people perceive him as arrogant and other things but um if you happen to it's i i, I would liken it to the the dark cloud that Yahweh surrounds himself with honestly if you ask me i mean that that big mystery scary thing that keeps people out because what i found behind behind what people perceive as arrogant and just out of control is uh one of the, the probably the most humble person also that i've ever been around that i don't know if i've ever been around him a day that he didn't get teared up talking about souls or some miracle god did and and i've I've seen the guy physically uh, uh, take care of people around him. I remember when I was a brand new missionary I went and um he took us all to academy sports and bought us all tennis shoes. Uh, I was like ten of us probably, and I remember hearing one of the missionaries told me afterwards they said <laughs> they said his feet used to bleed because he, he, and he couldn't afford shoes when he would go to villages, and he didn't like that. He don't want us to deal with that, so he buys his shoes. Just an amazing fella. Um, really appreciate him. Um, a lot of who I am is because of him. <clears throat> but anyways, uh, rewind back to we're at his house, me and the new uh, new missionary, and we're trying to leave. Well, it was a big old ranch, and there had been some rains, and <clears throat> we didn't have a truck like most everybody else, which is what we actually needed down there to get down all a lot of the trails. And we had a. Uh, so i was riding with him in his car and we got stuck so we were stuck uh, in his like his driveway i guess but it was a grass thing we were parked at out there and uh we we started trying to back up go forward back up go forward just burning up a big mud hole and um we must have spent 30 45 minutes (laughs) trying to get out and he's inside and they're inside and they got these big trucks that can pull us out but we're trying to Work it out, you know, and we know they can pull us out, but we're trying to have faith and work it out and show ourselves that we can survive on our own just a little bit, you know, and um we couldn't, so we had to finally ask for help, and I remember as we went to ask for help, like I said, I didn't getting to know him was interesting, and um you know sometimes he did come across um kind of tough on the outside, tough to get along with he's a, he's like a a military commander and I, I i just personally uh i can deal with it it's not fun but when somebody's like that uh i can deal with it because i want to be on that team and so it kind of it's kind of difficult but we decided to it's time to it's time to approach this guy about our mistakes and we need help and we just made a big mud hole in his yard so <laughs> just brace yourself and <clears throat> hope for the help that i know he'll help us so we went went into his house and we were taken to him and he was uh, he's on the roof of his house you know the way the houses are built his house was built down there as a little roof thing on top where you can sit and uh, he's sitting on the top of his roof him and Miss Hogan and uh, they were drinking lemonade or something and kind of enjoying the afternoon just having some them time and uh walked up <laughs> walked up to this military commander, expecting to get reamed um, and uh, <clears throat> of course, he wasn't like I thought he was going to be because ain't that how God is? I mean, I don't know. So walked up to him. He was actually very, very kind to us, um, and got somebody out there to help us. But one of the things he said to me at that time that has just rung throughout the years is he said, listen, he said, what you got to learn is to say no. And, uh, I did not get it at the time. I did not get what he was saying at all the time. I'm sitting here thinking, man, learn to say no. Okay. Uh, I don't know what to say no to. Um, I need help. I just need help. We need help getting this car out. And, um, so fast forward a while, fast forward months, years—I don't know how long it was—but I never forgot that. But I, I always remembered, and I do know what it, I do know what he means means now, and that's what I'd like to share with you. <clears throat> what he was saying was, how how long are you going to be okay with your your answer? How long are you going to be okay with the situation you're in? I mean, it wasn't the fact that. Our car was stuck. It wasn't. He didn't. It didn't bother him that we made a mud hole in his property. It bothered him that that we were okay in that situation. Why do we not? Why are we okay not having a truck? Why are we okay not having the resources? Why are we okay with? You know, it's like losing so much that we just surrender and give up because the situation we're in fails so bad that we have to ask for help. Why don't I say no to something somewhere? No to being treated like this. No to my life situation and do something about it. Was he able to help me? Of course he was. Was he able to help me at the point of failure? Of course he was. But don't you think, what, what, what good is it going to do me if all I get helped at is the point of failure? I need success. We need success. I need to say no to just letting my letting my situation get to that and not be okay with it in the first place and get my life to a different place and get help getting there. Don't just ask for help when it fails. Ask for help getting to where I want to get. <clears throat> and then I get the full revelation of it. I mean, you know, so we got our awesome God sitting up there Yahweh's sitting up there he loves us so much and he has the resources of course he has the resources to help us out of every rut and situation we can possibly find ourselves in but when will we say no what point it's not just about us finding there is an awesome failure is an awesome teacher and it's awesome to experience failure because we can get over it but that's at some point the pattern needs to change and we have to say no and, and go after and get the helps of God that, that brings success and to find our, own, our ways out of failure. That's what he was saying. When are you going to say no? You got to learn to say no. I got to learn to ask for the help. To, I want help for success. Um... Such an awesome testimony. I, I, pray that, I pray that that's a blessing to you. Um, I just wanted to close up with one final thought. Because, you know, what happened to me was I ended up <clears throat> leaving there because, I, like I said, irresponsible faith. Kind of is what I would like to call it. Because I, as much as I believed God could do anything, I didn't prepare in lots of ways I should have. And so I, I came home. From the mission field feeling like I was a failure at the time and then uh, that's when I joined the military and but my my whole goal when I came home was part of part of me coming home as much as I felt like a failure and as much as I didn't want to part of that was me saying no no drove me from what I thought was going to be my what I wanted to do forever but and I had to say no to myself in the now and give up the dream of what I thought was the ultimate pattern of serving God in order to actually do some action to get myself out of the rut that I had put my life in. I hope you understand that. There, there, man, that is so and um so what I've done over the years is one of the things I did was go home and one you know it took I've taken all these steps cause I decided, man, I will work. I will I will do what it takes to provide and have a family and to you know, it's not, it's never about, do I believe God can do some miracle and can God provide for me, but am I, but I got to do what I got to do and I got to, I got to mature and that's what it really is. That's what I didn't know at the time I was, I was trying to figure out. That's what it really is, is I have to mature. We have to mature. It's not about giving our dreams up. It's, it's about responsibility. Here's the final thought. I said no to myself. I learned to say no. I learned to say no. I'm so thankful for it. And no has gotten me a lot of places throughout the years. What I'd like to suggest is there's a time to say yes. There's a time to say yes also. I spent so many years saying no and it has brought me great success because I went from a place of just trying to get God to get me out of the rut and, and keep me from failure and keep, meet me at the point of failure that I've taken, you know, 20 years and and sought God and, and worked for myself, worked and, you know, said no, no, no. I'm not taking no for an answer. I'm not taking no. I'm not having this life. I'm not having this life. I'm having this. I do believe, but I'm going to be mature. I'm going to believe and work. I'm going to believe and do. Um, that now, I'm at a place right now where I hear I hear heaven saying, say yes to yourself. And that's the last thing I'd like to leave with you. Because wisdom, I believe, always brings us full circle with things. And just like it was the word of God to me back then, that I had to learn to say no. That there comes a point in our walk with God in maturity that we also learn to say yes. And I think that's the ultimate step as sons and in maturity and responsibility is know when to say no, but know also when to say yes. Yes, it's okay to play. Yes, it's okay to do this thing. Yes, it's okay to be who I am in Yahweh's kingdom. So God bless you have a good day. And I pray that just whatever you need to say and and what the answer to you to Yahweh and to you and back to yourself is, is visible and understood. Shalom.